my mother passed away when I was young, when I was 14. And that, you know, colored my life in all kinds of ways. And it wasn't until I found Threshold that I felt that there was like any sweetness in the experience at all. Like it actually gave me a way to relate to that experience with a lot more generosity and openness and support. And and it gave me the space to kind of process it in a way that I don't think I ever had. And so to know that in my own act of singing, like it could change my relationship with a personal experience of death. It, it was very clear that being able to offer that could also help support people in that way that like retroactively it helped me just just kind of the wonder of the experience of dying and the potential in the relationship. Yeah, and that's I think why I got so attached. And I was like, we have to keep doing this. <laughs> this is Lotus Grenier. She's the precipitating force behind a chapter of Threshold Choir known as the Greater Yellowstone Singers. I found out about Threshold Choir when I was living in the Bay Area and totally fell in love with it, joined a choir out there, and then moved back to Montana and just wanted to have a group here. It was something that just felt so resonant that I infiltrated a women's choir. to meet women who were singers and like like-minded really with the intention of, of a, eventually finding folks that would be interested in starting threshold um, with me This is Death Becomes Her, and I'm your host, Lyella Kelly. I'm switching things up today, and I have to apologize. Today's episode is going to blow right through the 5 to 10 minute mark. A mark which you may have noticed I haven't been so great at hitting lately. Sorry about that. With that little piece of business attended to, let's start with a story. In June of 1990, Larry was in a coma. He was dying. His friend Kate was with him, doing her best to support him. But like many of us, she found herself terrified when it came to sitting at his bedside. Trying to calm herself, she began singing, ever so softly. She'd enjoyed singing since childhood. She would sing when she was afraid. It gave her courage and calm. So that's what she found herself doing, singing and singing and singing. For two and a half hours, she sang. She says, I felt as if I had given generously of my essence to my dear friend while I sang to him. I also found that I felt deeply comforted myself, which in turn was comforting to him. This is Lotus again. She's speaking about Kate's story. She had an experience singing at bedside in this very organic way that just kind of changed her understanding of what was needed. Like her own discomfort with her friend's death and dying and what it did for her and the space that it made for both of them. She was like, we just need to do this. 
The Greater Yellowstone Singers are the Bozeman, Montana chapter of Threshold Choir. Like Kate, the members of the choir all have their own reasons for volunteering to sing at the bedsides of those who are dying. I'm Mary Ellen. I met Lotus through that other chorus, and when she mentioned what Threshold Choir was and what the mission was, I thought, I don't have that much experience of death. And this somehow seems like a wonderful way to be with people at the end of their lives. I believe so much in the power of song and the power of music. My father died in um, December, and I feel like I've been studying. (laughs) I wanted more to increase my comfort level. I did increase my comfort level. And I'm living more in a space where everybody dies. And once a week, I'm very aware of that because I'm thinking about being able to be present for someone while they're dying. I don't have much experience with death and dying. This is choir member Kath Crumman. I've been wanting to lean into it more um, in the last, I don't even know, like I've just been, there's just something about the process of death and dying. I think partly because our culture doesn't really talk about it very much. It, I have been curious about it for quite some time. And this has felt like a good way to to gain access to it. And I believe also in the power of service and music as a vehicle for doing that. So it's been been really rewarding. The picture begins to take shape that Threshold Choirs are more than just singing. Olga Michael, the song leader of the Greater Yellowstone Singers, says that for her, Threshold is singing and a purpose. It's not about performing. They are singers, not performers. We're not a performing group. The Threshold Choir is not a professional group, it's not a performing group, does not have a leader standing in front of them waving their arms. So it's it's different in that sense. And it takes women who understand that, that they're not going to stand out, they're not going to be performing, that we're singing bedside. And that's our, you know, what we do. But it's been absolutely wonderful working with this Threshold Choir these women who who are not necessarily singers, some who don't read music, some who haven't sung in groups before. And yet we can work together and produce this beautiful, beautiful sound. So I know that for me, when I hear the word choir, my default thought is that it's about something religious in nature. What kind of songs do you sing? And is it like Amazing Grace and Hallelujah? Are they your typical religious songs? No, no, it's not religious. I, when I describe it to people, I call what we sing hippie spirituals. (laughs) They are spiritual they're often grounded in a spiritual text or kind of a spiritual sentiment but i think one of the intentions is to make the songs accessible to anybody and not have them be particularly religious so that whomever you're singing to whatever their background they would have the opportunity to connect with them not just through the lens of whatever particular religion there is Maybe you could describe the songs a bit more. All of our songs are uh, relatively short. They're two and three part uh, harmony, and they are indeed not, they're not familiar songs. Um, We don't go in and and sing things that people know. 
Uh, these songs are written for the most part by Threshold Choir members. Uh, Kate Munger, who Lotus was telling you about, who started this, has written more than 40 songs that are part of this. And we have wonderful, wonderful songwriters who also write, you know, for outside of Threshold. Um, so they're pretty special. I'd also like to spend a little time on what a patient can expect when Threshold Choirs come to see them. What is the experience likely to look like? You'll come wherever you say, you know, come to your home, come to your long-term care home, come to your hospital room if we're allowed. And just a few of us will come. We'll have a group of songs that we have in mind. We have, you know, we know 35 or something like that, but we'll sing probably like more like 15, 20 minutes. So we just sing a few songs. We try and not be a big disruption or a big focus, but kind of come and feel the tone of the room and, and kind of resonate with that. We just offer the song. That sounds like such a peaceful and serene experience. I know that in my work, there are a lot of calm, beautiful times during the dying process, and I cling to those, and those are the things that stick with me. Do you have any favorite experiences that you've had with the choir? We sang recently for, I'll change her name since it's a podcast. We sang recently for a woman, we'll just call her Amy, who was dying. And we found out about her from a friend, a mutual friend, uh, who said, I think that Threshold would be really welcome and bring her some comfort and her husband some comfort too. And so we went to go, we went to their home and we sang both for Amy as well as for her husband. And I love the word sweetness because that's exactly what I experienced there. And I actually don't know them particularly well. And there's something so honoring about being with people at this kind of crossroads that's happening that is that is such an honor too. Like it's more than just it's more than just a volunteer opportunity, I guess I wanna say. I could feel the heaviness and the lightness that existed for him in the space that we were creating with them, but also with her. And it's, it's crazy to me that she was as close to dying as she was because she was so present and so engaged with us. And I think it as much is a service to other people as it is to us. Well, one patient we sang for was, I think, the one of the first times I had ever sung Bedside. He was with a hospice provider with a caseworker that was with him. And he was, I think, somewhat agitated and tired before we came in. And we noticed that he calmed down while we were there and while we were singing. He didn't have his eyes open so much, but he was he was looking at the caseworker. Yeah. Um, the, the woman that we sang for most recently was really responsive to us and really engaged yeah you know just making a lot of eye contact and interested and we said you know is this too much would you like this you know do you want us to be done she said no no we just keep going (laughs) (laughs) we sang for one person who was couldn't move very well kind of frozen in his hospital bed and he was alert he was with us and his body language told us that he it, that he was calming, that he was soothed. I guess, yeah, calmed, soothed, because the music is so peaceful and the harmonies are so beautiful. Yeah, there was one man that we sang for 
one time invited into his home. And I think we've spoken a little bit to the space that the music creates for the family and the caregivers. And it was very clear in that situation where his wife, who was kind of his primary caregiver, you could see her just relax in a way that seemed unfamiliar. (laughs) So I think that just that, you know, holding the space for kind of anything where the people who are usually holding everything together don't have to. I want to thank the women of the Greater Yellowstone Singers for taking the time to be with me today. Today we heard samples of There You Are, written by Sue Keel, performed by the Greater Yellowstone Singers. If you would like more information on Threshold Choirs, to see if there's one in your part of the world, or if you're interested in starting a chapter in your community, the information that you need can be found at thresholdchoir.org. I also want to thank you for bearing with me as I expand my podcast repertoire to interviews. I really do appreciate your patience. And you can find me on Instagram at leavingwelldeathdoula, or you can find my contact details in the outro, which is coming up right now. Thank you for listening to the Death Becomes Her minicast. Connect with me, Lyella Kelly, at www.leavingwellmt.com. Special thanks to Roman Belov for our intro and outro music. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, talking about death won't kill you. I promise.